join the Sky Booster Squadron as they invade the fantastical world of Keyforge, discussing lore, rules, strategies, decks, organized play, and of course, the Nordic Keyforge League. We call for mothership support to reconnect us to the psychic network. Our destructive analysis points us to a deep probe and mass abduction. A mission objective is clear to avoid extinction. Welcome to the Nordic Keyforge podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nordic Keyforge podcast. I'm Hydrophilic Attack, uh, and I'm joined today by the captain and Zaramis. How are you doing, Jason? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Really good. And how are you, Zaramis? After narrowly escaping COVID when everyone else had it around me a week ago, I seem to have remained unscathed. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. That's I'm, uh, impressive. I'm excited. I'm uh, in a good mood in general. I had a long winter walk today. Things are good. Yeah, I'm good as well. I slept eight hours this night, which is not common. That can't be healthy. <laughs> and I got my third uh, Corona shot today, so so that's good as well. And you're feeling great. Yeah, no, so far. <laughs> but we'll see how I feel tomorrow. But yeah. Yeah. give it a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, well, great. So, how... so great that you're um, kind of taking your you're leading this episode uh, really seriously today as well. Eight hours sleep, keeping fresh before mm-hmm. this big episode. It's all because yes. of this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I want to be at the top of my game for for today's episode. Uh, so let's begin with talking about how our Forge Nights have been. Uh, so, Jason, how has your Forge Night been? I don't my understand Fortnite. this concept that you're talking about here. It seems to be something new. Uh, can you explain it to me? I mean, so we can get to your Forge Night when we... <laughs> 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 when we get there, um, do we see how many times we can say Fortnite in this episode just to annoy Simon? <laughs> uh, my Fortnite has been uh, has been pretty good. I've, I've finalised my lineup. Um, I had one, there was a couple of changes that I wanted to do, but that wasn't allowed um, in the end. So um, uh, I'm stuck with uh, what I have. But I was pretty pleased with that. I've managed to actually fit five decks into my lineup with the word captain or capitano in there as well which so i'm going with my strategy of confusing my opponent when it comes to the <laughs> deck banning <laughs> uh seemed to work last time so um yeah so i'm I've, I've been doing that i've been going through some of the things i'm playing in the uh Perkulele cup as well the finnish cup so yarn e who um is our uh, Finnish, um, one of our Finnish members. He is doing his own cup in the Finland uh, server. So I thought I'd jump in there. That's pretty good. Mass Mutation 70 SAS cap. So I've been actually practicing that one more than than I expected. Um, So I've been doing that. I've been... um, preparing for... just preparing for the league, really, um, with the the key for um time that i've had i've been actually really encouraged actually yesterday uh listening to the call of duty call of duty call of discovery call of discovery um and if anyone you know i really recommend people going to listen to their episode um that they released this week because they gave a lot of news of just some of the, the details that have been going around the community um and so two big things they talked about there was the ransomware attack that came with the um the rumored the rumored ransomware attack, which they all but confirmed that that's what happened. Obviously, they're you know protecting anyone that said that. But it, first of all, it makes so much sense because ransomware attacks um, were happening everywhere. I work in that industry where we helping you know customers protect themselves from such things, and you know, and by the sounds of it, they needed to improve their algorithm anyway. So, um, I was in a conversation with. Uh, one not one of our customers, uh, of course, because you know it wouldn't be one of our customers that would ever have a ransomware <laughs> attack. But 
um, someone, a company in Sweden did. And instead of paying the 2 million crowns that they were holding the ransom for, they invested the 2 million crowns into just starting over their whole data infrastructure and building it new. And actually, that's probably not a bad thing. And if, the, if you know, if Fantasy Flight decided to do that, then that's great. So you could see and, it as an investment, uh, like encouragement, like, oh, if we're going to lose all this money or our IT infrastructure, well, then that I guess that money is available to spend. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> in some ways. I think they yeah. brought up a good point too, that even if you pay the money, that's no guarantee that you won't lose your data anyway, or yeah. that they won't come back five months later and say, you better pay us again. Or mm, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, not you know, not not even entertaining the um, the the pirates' um, requests um, if that was the the way they could put a good thing. So that was one thing. Is that kind of you know made me feel actually made me feel a little bit better that you know it was it, that, that that's what happened. And the other thing is that it the a deal is all but I think finalized from from what they were saying. I mean, they announced now the deal, so they announced that to happen. I think you know I'm not sure if it's signed. It hasn't been announced officially yet. But if it does, that makes Keyforge Swedish. Because the Embracer group, um, no, but it's in the Embracer of... groups. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I actually read their protocol from their meeting, uh, the Embracer group, because they are public. So, yeah, I went in and looked at the share distribution and uh, so on for for the acquisition. <laughs> yeah, great, and it was there. It was that. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah great, yeah. Which basically makes makes Keyforge Swedish. And so that also makes me really, really happy. Um, and Together also with me... such like lustrous titles as Goat Simulator and a couple of other things <laughs> that the Embracer Group are famous for. I know. I mean, play... Goat Simulator, of course, is a fantastic game for those people who enjoy simulating goats. Um... Skip it, time goat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly can you can you you, uh, emulate that as well like we would like a skippy version of the goat simulator (laughs) i mean the goat simulator is kind of skippy it's skipping skipping around quite a lot Ah, we we could just i mean i mean now there's the connection to keyforge maybe we could ask them to put linus's uh face on one of the goats um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so Um, is this your forge night that i don't want to be in this topic I've had a weird fortnight. <laughs> Wait, Simon, did you just did you just accept by using the word fortnight? Did you just accept the name for this segment? No, it's I apparently think, think... It, it's apparently like aimless rambling about uh, ransomware attacks, your job, and <laughs> and yeah. other companies. So if that is a fortnight, then I will continue I, with I my missing keyforge. I got I got busy. I got busy this fortnight. But um, you know, and then you, they they made a they made a call to us. <laughs> Uh, the call of discovery yeah, yeah i did they, i did read that or uh, listen to that yeah they, yeah they, did. they, they, they told did. us to go to their to the officer of the sorry to the office of the embracer group and advocate for the future of keyforge yes uh, super but, uh, reassuring but, 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 in- Sorry. So, in, include, including taking a couple of decks down to say, you know, this is the game that you own. You should play it. Thinking, I, I really hope that they would have been able to have played this game already. They, they, they haven't. Made, they they also made a reach big... out to us, and we'll bring some decks down. It's fine. They made a big miscalculation there in that call to us, and that's that. Yeah. Swedes don't speak to strangers, so it's <laughs> it's not going to Jason happen. Is still it, a, it will have like, to be Jason who does it in that yeah. case. I mean, I've been Swedish only a couple of years, so um, I still got enough British side of me to talk randomly to strangers. Um, I, I think I think there is another problem as well, and that's um, um, I think uh, given that we are maybe or maybe not at war with another podcast, I think the Embracer group would want to remain neutral. They wouldn't want to be seen as taking sides by, yes. by speaking to... But it's also another podcast, which we might or might not be at war with, uh, who sent us to the Embracer group. No, that was a third party. That was not the This podcast. is not the same. But, it's who, not the but same they podcast. might be allied. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think they are allied. They're, 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 they are closely connected how, who knows how many dominoes are falling right now because of these uh, international conflicts yeah 
Yeah, when you announced that war, basically you 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 started. You're you're the Gabriello Princip of uh, Key. Yeah, exactly, Force. Key Key War Three. <laughs> key Key Wars Three. <laughs> anyway, we want to anyway, talk about Key Fortune. So that 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 was was my 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 fortnight, and I've been dabbling in uh, uh, a couple of other games as well. I brought a couple of cards for um, another game just to dabble in that as well. But um, Simon, I can let you. Uh, Continue and talk about your forge night because that will yes. be the same subject. I'm not much of a speaker, so I will hold this short. I have been enjoying some Dark Tidings decks uh, a lot. I found one by searching for Mechaboy in my collection, and I find a deck. It looks great. It's in my collection. I am the one who scanned it in. I post it on the NKFL like Discord server, and one of the other people on the server goes... Hey, that's my deck. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, no, it's not. I opened this deck. It's mine. <laughs> then okay. I remember my friend Amertaka sold a bunch of decks in bulk. And we often open decks together. Ah. So Magnus, you have sold one of my DT decks that I did not want to get rid of. <laughs> well, at this I know point... you're still listening to this. So I have uh, made deals, uh, shady deals with John the King to give him certain, uh, for example, evil twin cards and so on to get my deck back from your illicit sale of it. Oh, okay. So it's it's ending well for all parties, at least. That's, yes. that's good. And uh, John the King probably, if I remember correctly, does not listen to this podcast every episode at least. So I will just say that the deck kicks ass. He has uh, zero three with it, but I have a uh, nine one in competitive with this deck. It has the most brutal, uh, brutal, uh, unfathomable that I've seen. Like mm. holy crap, it's a, uh, it's just amazing. We can put in a link to it if people want yeah. to look at it. It's nice uh, to know that these guys uh, listen listen to this podcast, Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to our podcast, so how would I know? That, I mean, that's what I was getting at. I mean, you don't even listen to the episodes that you're not involved in. So who knows what I don't listen to the ones I am involved in either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just update. We, we're, we're trying to we're, we're trying to make peace with the Help from Future Self podcast just to update you on that, that you missed out um, okay. last week. Have we just, just played the duel yet? Uh, no, I think there there was something about a duel. So there could be a duel happening soon. We'll have to see what happens. Sweet. To I'll take... A certain deck. Um, anyway, apart from experimenting with this this uh, DT deck, I have been uh, playing in Perkele Cup, which uh, was uh, a heap of anxiety to pick a deck for. It's 70 SAS, but I ended up, and only mass mutation, 70 SAS cap. But I ended up with a really high rolly deck that has an Ultra Graviton, a bunch of deck sorting, Star Lions, and uh, yeah, some very, very glaring weaknesses, such as no board wipe and no ember control. I'm sure that's got to go great. <laughs> but if it high rolls, it's very hard to beat. Uh, so it's 65 SAS. That's going well. My league update is not going so great. I got stressed. I had been playing an enormous solo tournament with 16 decks with the qualifiers, and I had been oh, wow. just playing them round-robin, 120 games against myself on TCO and in reality with real cards. And I was finishing it just on the deadline, but I realized that I was too tired to play the last 30 games or so. So I, after playing 90 games against myself, I just finally sent in a spontaneous lineup with no dis, because I was like, damn it, if I can't get the results of my tournament, I'm just going to meme it. So I sent in a lineup without this. Then I was very relieved to hear that I had another week to test my lineup and I could uh, resubmit it later. So I was like, yes, I can actually get my real lineup in. But then the league surprise started three days later and mm. I didn't have a chance to change it. So uh, I'm not very excited for to play that lineup, but uh, it's going to be nice. I play Hydro here the first game. I'm going to get stomped. I'm not sure about that, but I haven't looked at your decks that much. Exactly, I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the league is. Uh, 
the the platinum league is pretty decent as well that division yeah i'm heading there, there so. quickly I, I was going for it last league but then i got mm-hmm. some wins somehow so now i'm more of a straight course down Hmm. So did That's you guys right. want to talk about uh, any other card games? Or <laughs> I was just getting to that. Uh, what, do you, also, what do you mean, Hydra? <laughs> I've also, let's be honest here, I've nerded in completely on Flesh and Blood as well. Mm. Uh, I haven't lost my enthusiasm for Keyforge, no. but right now I'm devouring all the content, and there's a lot of it. I'm like, I have 400 hours of content ahead of me, and I bought some decks and some cards, and I'm enjoying it. But mm. Keyforge... Is the game I still play some like. some cards like uh, how, how what's the damage in terms of money so far? Uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah. That's I, a bad I'm, sign. I mean, I'm I'm on the same page as you there, uh, Zaramis, um, and I've I've bought a few uh, some cards as well. A few. But what I like with out, collectible but... games is that you can, if you find one or two friends that also want to play it, you can split the card pool with them because yeah. everyone will play different things. I've yeah. always enjoyed that aspect of it, where it's like, oh, here's a good card for you. Here's a good card for me. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully the economic damages will get less when I find the people. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I think that's okay because like, I've been dabbling a little bit with Flesh and Blood as well and enjoying the, the thing, enjoying the difference that it has to, to Magic the Gathering because I started off with card games trying to play Magic the Gathering and just got completely like lost. And some of the mechanics are, are, are pretty good, but like I don't feel bad at all about playing that because I, I still I'm still a Keyforge player and we're not sure how long Keyforge is going to be away, but I'm going to be sticking with Keyforge down there. And it's okay to play other games. You know, we're, we live in a free world <laughs> um, to do that. But the Keyforge, this podcast isn't going anywhere. We're not going to turn this into a flesh and blood podcast in case anyone's worried. Yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm never playing that game. Not because I have anything against it. Just not my kind of thing. So. Uh, but uh, but I think it can also be good for like you might improve at Keyforge mm-hmm. by playing something else and get some ideas about about I don't know how um, you might just mm-hmm. get you better at yeah. remembering cards so yeah. you can count yeah. cards more, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. I've uh... <laughs> um, although my, my Keyforge my Keyforge play has improved this week. Actually. It has. Since, you're since, you're since, uh, since, much since much. Better these days after you abandoned uh, Dove decks without control. <laughs> okay, so I will talk a little don't bit know about what you mean. Please, please take us away from this conversation. Yeah. Let's, let's not, <laughs> yes. let's not trash know. my favorite deck even more, please. <laughs> I, I've been uh, leave rumor alone. <laughs> I've been playing uh, live sealed uh, a week ago, which was very nice. We were doing Age of Ascension sealed. Uh, and of course, when you're playing Age of Ascension Seal, everyone is playing crappy Drake things. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, my favorite turn, I had a, a turn where I called Brobnar, and I discarded, uh, I discarded Grumpuggy, I discarded First Blood, I discarded um, the creature that makes uh, the, the card that makes a creature get the fight ability ready this creature into the fray and I played one artifact I play I played Tile of Skulls that was my turn so I discarded three turn cards played one card so that, that <laughs> that's the kind of fun you can only have with the Age yeah. of Ascension still uh, but I was still enjoying that those games quite a lot I had a buy unfortunately so I only got to play two games but I won one mm-hmm. lost one and they were as always with the Age of Ascension sealed in my experience quite it's close quite close and interesting games wait so you played sealed and didn't get the best deck um, I don't know. I didn't get a winning deck at least. <laughs> Isn't that uh, your, been your been your been your record recently? Of but I mean, a, a, a deck where like your deck improves its odds by discarding more cards than it plays is like uh, mm. I love that. I was like, yes, my deck will actually be worse off if I play this artifact here. Yeah, I had I had two two creatures in Brobnar that would that would work with the Grump buggy, and I had I think one Schuler also. So three, three, five plus creatures. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, I'm never ever playing this card. <laughs> yeah, so that was my fortnight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What about the league? Uh, are you happy with the lineup? Yeah, I mean, I this I locked it in uh, probably a month ago, almost like oh, I knew okay. what I wanted to do. So 
that's fine. I've been thinking about the cup a bit more, and I've been playing oh. playing the cup decks a bit on after I already submitted them, but still I've been playing them on Casualty CO and have been doing okay with them. So, so, so for 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 SAS Cup, I think it's okay to to play to play on casual as deck testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay, so let us move on to the main topic of tonight, which is um, House Mars. Uh, specifically, Mars has been away for a long time. They were in Call of the Archons and Age of Ascension and then were rotated out for Worlds Collide. And then they have been away for three sets, but they are coming back with uh, Winds of Exchange whenever yeah. that is released. So, oh. <laughs> so I thought we would have a discussion about uh, uh-huh. the house, what we think about it, uh, how it worked, did it work well, how can it improve, what do we want to see in the future? Um, and let's just go around the table and ask, how do you feel about Mars in the first two sets? Uh, what about you, Zaramis? Uh, let's put it like this. I started playing in Worlds Collide for a reason. Um <laughs> I bought like one or two decks when when the game first came out, or I actually saw a couple of people of my friends go, go like Keyforge, such a great game, it's amazing. And for me, art is quite important. And I looked at one of these decks, and they had green small aliens with like blaster guns that all looked like bad comic book figures. And Mission I was like, problem? nope, not gonna play this game. It's ugly. It's unthematic. They have like fire giants and uh, green aliens and like demons all sharing card space and design space i don't want nothing to do with this game so uh, it wasn't until worlds collide and mass mutation when i saw that they were gone for a second time that i really started investing because then i could bear look at the cards that i was playing without like wanting to be somewhere else that i want to Discuss this about the art for a bit because that was my first impression of of the Mars art as well. Like, but then I realized this is a beautiful homage to old old pulp, pulp sure. that were science also fiction ugly. movies. Yes, but I mean, like like Mars Attacks. That's such a lovely movie. I, lo- I like it so much. Uh, it, it's just still holds uh, up. Still holds up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's just Mars Attacks put into cards, and I I I've. I think it has some charm, uh, so I grew. I really grew to love the the Mars art with time. Mm. Uh, I think like the game for me is still on a level where I actually don't really like any almost any of the art. I don't like. I don't enjoy looking at my Keyforge decks and the art of them. I l- enjoy some of them, like a couple of Saurian cards, a couple of discards, the ones that are closest to, like either medieval armory or like demonic world of some kind but in general the art is a, one of the downsides of the game for me oh, that is luckily weighted up by a lot of other other things okay so uh, how did how so you haven't had a lot of experience playing mars uh, unfortunately some of my best decks in kota times the few i had were were mars decks and uh so if, if you look, how did you feel about how they uh, played? I really like half of it, and I really dislike half of it. Like, I, being a person who enjoys big boards and like doing tricky stuff with the creatures on the board, that part about Mars I liked. But that was essentially the only part. Uh, the reap to stand this creature so you can use another creature so that like and and these shaning these uh, things like uh uh what's his name that stands a non-agent yeah john smith together with uh bolter exilo bolter and so on Th- those parts i really enjoyed but i don't like their we don't like the other houses because it often felt like i had a house that worked against my own deck i don't like their uh like, the so-called board wipes or things, how they remove things where they hit yourself as much as they hit the enemy many times or doesn't work at all. Like they have had a lot of these weird ideas that often meant that getting Mars into your deck was almost as detrimental as it was beneficial for your deck. 
Um, and when it worked, they were almost too good in in many ways, especially with the old common squawker that you could get like three or four of. And yeah, so it had a lot of bad sides, both on the like too good or too bad uh, sides. And there was very rarely just fun and balanced Mars in, in any of the decks I had. So, so, yeah. so what about you, Jason? How, what are, what are your feelings about Mars? I, <clears throat> I wouldn't say they are, they're, they're not my favorite house, but I, I enjoy Mars because they're so different from the rest of the other houses. I came into the game end of age of ascension and, um, they were their mechanics stood out so i really enjoyed the things that they could do that the others weren't they weren't um so for example and i, I know we're going to talk about this later on but the, the special mechanics you know um archiving enemy creatures um getting your opponent to capture their own ember stuff like that which was just a lot of fun and there still isn't much answer today to you know for example you have destroyed steel one or destroyed effects um uh there isn't so much answer today to to that archiving thing as well to stop your um creatures obviously have wards and everything as well so they I quite enjoyed those effects and I quite enjoyed that they played a little bit differently. So for example, mother gun and such artifacts, which mother gun was more powerful depending on the hand shaping that you did. So you could reveal your cards, deal some damage and then play your cards out. Or you just might might even want to just keep a hand of Mars in there just to keep dealing six damage. So, it, it meant that you had to play a little bit differently from, from the other houses, from the Brobnar just fighting, um, the Shadows just stealing, etc., etc. I felt I, I quite enjoyed the difference in that way. Um, yeah. So that's, 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 that's my thing. I was a bit... Um, I, I'd hoped that they'd have come back a bit sooner. I think it was nice that they left the game when they did, but I would have been happy if they came back a little bit sooner, but with the theme of Dark Tidings, it wouldn't have fit at all. Although, yeah, maybe Mass Mutation, they could have fit them into the, the lore a little bit there and the, um, the idea. But obviously they, they're planning a couple of sets ahead all the time um, to, 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 to what we're playing. So... Um, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to how they come back into the game mm -hmm. with the, the, the new mechanics that we've seen. So this is quite interesting because we have uh, someone who who kind of hated this the house, and we have someone who are sort of in the middle. And I'm was kind of from the start like a Mars lover. Like uh, in Kota, Mars was my favorite house, uh, mainly because of how they played. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, how they kind of had a theme of invasion, like you were not doing anything with Mars until you built the huge hand, and then they invaded and took over, uh, like like Martians from a movie, and then they just started wreaking havoc. Uh, of course, I realized I got quite lucky with my first Mars decks. I didn't really get any of these useless uh, Mars lineups. I got quite good ones, so I that were able to do fun stuff here, and. Uh, uh, but yeah, so so I, I always liked the house in in Kota at least. Uh, but but let's talk a little bit about these uh, unique mechanics of the house because, like Jason said, they have a lot of unique mechanics. Uh, so one of the main themes they have is this thing that Mars benefits from other Mars. So the more Mars you have, the better the Mars you already have becomes. So you mentioned Mother Gun, but we also have cards like Orbital Bombardment that is damage based on how many other cards of Mars you have in your hand, or um, uh, Battle Fleet, which draws cards based on how many Mars cards you have in hand. Uh, so what, what did you think about... I think that, that, that mechanic was quite disliked by quite a lot of people because it was quite easy to sort of not get the right balance. Like... If you didn't have 
enough Mars creatures, then a card like uh, Soft Landing didn't really do anything. Uh, if you yeah, there were a lot of, uh, as we say, like conditional cards, and generally, the more conditional cards a deck has, in in my experience, the weaker it is, or at least that is a downside mm. to a deck. Like if you have to draw cards in a certain order for them to be good, mm. then it's it's a weakness. So, and many Mars lineups had like, oh, I drew these two cards, but since I don't have these two other cards and I don't know where they are, then I have to either just play them for nothing, and then they were like one Ember Pip if you were lucky. It's uh, no, it's no coincidence that every single one of my favorite Mars decks have logos. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my bottom uh, decks and my 16 lowest SAS decks all have Mars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another theme that's kind of the opposite of that, that you already touched on, Simon, is the thing that Mars dislikes things that are not Mars. Uh, so uh, some of them in a positive way and some of them in a negative way. Like uh, Agent Human, for example, he, he stuns a non-Mars creature on both sides. Yeah. Uh, so so he hurts your own battle line. Uh, but he still has the benefit when you reap with him. You will always stun the same one on your side and the different one on your opponent's side. But but still. Uh, mm. Or there can be beneficial effects like uh, uh, like Feeding Pit, which is an artifact that you use and then when you use it, you discard a Mars card from, sorry, a non-Mars creature from your hand. And if you do, you gain one Amber. So that's a really nice way to hand shape while gaining a benefit. And that fits into the theme of Mars as this uh, kind of uh, xenophobic force that hates everyone who is not themselves. I I think uh, I like this aspect to some degree of Mars because I I found I found the flavor aspect really nice like um, okay and then we have capturing amber from uh, having mm. an enemy creature capture amber from their own side putting enemy creatures into your own archives uh, and I think we can uh, that we can leave it at that with the unique mechanics and then what what yeah. kind of things you would usually what Mars would usually provide for a deck, it's uh, it could provide a fast amber generation using your board. So you mentioned John Smith that allows you to reap many times. Uh, they have a lot of amber control actually. Uh, if you remember the last episode we did about amber control, we talked about four types of amber control, and we also now mentioned the fifth type, which is making an enemy creature capture from their own side. But other than that, it has all the four, all the four amber control types that we mentioned last episode: key cost increase, stealing, amber loss, capturing. They are all in mm-hmm. Kota Mars. Uh, so it was kind of the 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 house in Kota that had the most types of amber control, and it was really until Worlds Collide, they really the only house with a big focus on key cost increase through passive abilities with the with the, the grabber jammer that increases key cost by one and also the the jammer pack upgrade that increases up uh, increases key cost by two so I, I really like that part um, I mean they they also offered a kind of removal that was very rare in kota they offered both purging and archiving. Uh, with Exilo Bolter's often overlooked purging ability ah. to damage, and if it kills something, it purges it, mm. uh, which was actually very good if you could use him several times. Um, but they could also remove things that were uh, on the or behind taunts and other things like that, uh, which was also quite rare. For example, the uh, Harvester, Xanthix uh, <laughs> Harvester, or whatever. Reap and he, the Xanthus Harvester is the one who gains an extra amber when you reap and can. Oh, uh, I think, well, what's the call of it? Uh, I think you mean that you, I think you mean the 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 zookeeper, maybe, maybe the one who reaps and uh, and archives an enemy creature, yeah, 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 uh, Xlix, the zookeeper, yeah, so, yes. so yeah, yeah, they have. I, I really, I never really like their removal actions, like, uh. I think I think ammonia clouds is okay, 
but the ones in Age of Ascensions are super bad. Oh, like they're, they're so bad. They yeah. require you to have no creatures on your side of the board, and it's like, I can never do anything with this card. Actually, when I played Sealed last week, it's like the first time I ever got any value. I won a game because of one of those cards, and that's like the only time that has happened. I realized something. One of my favorite creatures was in Kota Mars. One of my favorite creatures ever. Which so is? There, there's that one uh, big upside. It was Zizix the Manny. Mm, he's so good. I really like him. I loved that card because I like archiving. I like using multiple creatures on the board. And the mm. fact that he just grew and archived and was so good for your hand shaping, yes, archiving some houses and just growing to be this big threat. Mm. That card was good. And this was my next uh, kind of uh, thing they bring to the table. They bring efficiency in weird ways, like with Zizix, who gets rid of of, of creatures the creature. only. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even feeding pits is the same way. Like I mentioned before, you have incubation chamber, which is the opposite. It gets rid of Mars cards from your hand when you're playing the other houses. By it archives a Mars creature from your hand. So they have a lot of them at quite high rarity, but they have a lot of interesting efficiency effects uh, that way. Um, and one thing that I think is also kind of unique to Mars is that they would have a mixture of small merchants with uh, really powerful abilities, but they die mm. really easily because they have low power. And then they would have that combined with beasts and robots that have really high power uh, that can fight or protect through taunts the smaller creatures. And I think yeah. most other houses are more sort of uniform with all giants are around five in power or all dinos are at least four or bigger in power and so on. So so uh, it was that was kind of a unique thing, which to some extent I think led to the problem of Mars for many because these creatures that have powerful abilities, a lot of the time you would just play them and then they would get killed and you could mm. never use your power. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there there's a in Mars there's a huge lack of elusive, for example. Yeah, there was there was um, John Smith and and Mind Warper, I think. I mean, yeah, I've got um, Archon Arcana up at the moment. There's Mind Warper, Mind Worm, um, uh, yeah, Zookeeper, like you said. So, the, the, but the they die really easy to to, to chip damage. Really yeah, uh, yeah, like, exactly. And it's the smaller ones that are dying, are dying really easy. Um, I mean, one of my favorite combos uh, we said before in those mechanics is collect worm hmm. or zookeeper with mind warper. So you, you know, especially with a few, a few of each card. But in the decks that I have those, I need to have the creature protection. Hmm. If I'm going to use them, because Collector Worm is just, you know, if, as soon as you can get that off the, comes on the board, if you're facing it, you've got to get it off the board. Well, my impression um, of Mars, but they have all these really cool mechanics as we speak up now, but Mars as a house in Kota has fallen off a lot, hasn't it? Because it doesn't really do what Kota is still good at in the current no. meta. Like so, Mars rarely contributes to this the rush or con like rush plus control like the crush kind of uh, play style that Kota often offers today they contribute rush but only through the board and yes. the board is not really a place you want to bank on at the moment in the current meta. not really, especially not with Kota like there are better there are better decks that produce ember on the board than a yeah. Kota deck generally yeah um, so well, I, maybe I'm co-opting your your uh... <laughs> your topic but i thought on the way back when i just fetched some food that what what is the role going ahead then um do you think mr mars expert so i think next set we are rotating out logos shadows and untamed uh, mm -hmm. and if we look at what mars is doing i mentioned they they do a lot of amber control they do some efficiency and they do some kind of weird amber burst. In some way, they kind of replace all these things of these three houses that are going out. So mm -hmm. I think Mars could actually be very important in the next set. Yeah. Um, if, that, there's a, if there's enough not. of it. Sorry, but, but let's, let's hope not, because then they would, if they try to replace all those houses with one house, then we'll become one of these situations where 
you have to have Mars in your deck, otherwise you don't have efficiency <laughs> or stealing. And that's a problem if you really hate Mars's art, I guess. <laughs> but it's also no. a problem, like, it's like we see this today, where so many decks are like, yeah, you, there are things you just cannot answer if you don't have a dis in your deck, uh, in MM or in VC and so on. And uh, do you think that they will have all those three, or do you think that they will focus on one of them? I think I think they will have all those three, but I'm leaving out here removal other like kind of mass removal that's something they absolutely doesn't have so that's kind of a weakness they will mm. have uh so uh so yeah. I, I i think they will have all of those three um not to the same like not not as much efficiency as logos not as much uh racing and especially a lot more uh conditional racing than untamed and uh, um mm. and also not as much and more conditional amber control and shadows, but I think they will have all of them. Uh, I mean, without without logos, um, shadows, and untamed, the game is going to be very different as it is because those, like you just said, those three houses are very defined by those mechanics. So take them out, and in a way, it could be an argument that the next set is going to be even more balanced than what we've already seen. Um, because there's going to be, and there's going to be more creative ways in order to, to, to get the rush that you want to cycle your deck, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to control the Ember. So I think, you know, Winds of Exchange is going to really make Keyforge a very different game to play. Um, I'm and, also really yeah. curious to see how Mars will do in a set that has Ward and in a set that has uh, Exalt. Because mm. making an enemy creature capture from its own side is going to be less useful when the enemy creature could be a Saurian that makes use of that Amber, for example. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Sar- Saurians and like prehistoric dinosaur, Roman dinosaurs and Martians in the same set is going to be yeah, yeah, very strange. It. According to the lore, I think they hate each other also. Yeah, so. they do. <laughs> yeah. So 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 it's nice to get to see may there may be some hate mechanics between the two houses at which yeah. are not super popular but Because apparently the the Martians are Greek. Oh, they name their things after Greek places. They have Nova Hellas and so on as their mm. Maybe they are. But uh, Nova, Nova Hellas is actually a place on Mars, isn't it? Uh, like a mountain or a, a, a location. Yeah, but it's also New Greece. Mars. <laughs> yeah, but of course, but it would be the Greeks. Yes, I know. It's based made, on yeah. Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and uh, I think also we mentioned before that a lot of Martians have powerful abilities, but they are weak and die easily. So I think mm. I think one way they're going to bring in the creature protection theme that to some extent exists in, in Mars with taunt and stuff like that is they're going to introduce some some warding in Mars, uh, which mm. may make yeah. it more viable for that kind of thing. Apparently, there's not Nova Hellas, but there's the Hellas Planitia, which is the giant uh, plains of Hellas uh, on Mars. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Close uh, enough. So um, I, I think we that about wraps up the discussion. I just want to ask, what you feel? Do you think if you compare Kota Mars with AOA Mars, which which one of those two were you, your favorite? Um, because oh. if I disregard much in generosity, because I think it's like its entire own subject and isn't really representative of the house, uh, I liked Kota Mars more, but. There are some cards that are very, very good combo pieces in AOA Mars, uh, like the, the, once again, my my lack of knowledge about Mars uh, shows, but the one who archives. Proliferator. Proliferator, yeah. Uh, which is, of course, is an excellent card. But generally, I, I being a board player, I enjoyed Kota Mars more. But maybe that is colored by the fact that they had the absolutely trash fire bad so-called board wipes in AOA. Mm. Mm. Carpet Floxem and Floxem Spike should never have been designed. 
Uh, they give an number, so that's something. Oh, but sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I agree with you. I think Age of Ascension Mars was a big step down from Kota Mars. They couldn't really do all of these. They didn't really at all create the same kind of threatening board uh, that 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 Kota Mars could do. Mm. And what I really also, I feel like, I feel like they nerfed the entire house just because Martian gener- generosity was so powerful. So. If you were able to draw all your eleven other Mars cards, they couldn't be too good. So they had like they had to they had to make the entire house worse just because they had that one. And then they added a creature that could archive it the same turn. Yeah. <laughs> because True. who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I I, th- yeah. I thought it was uh, uh, a step back. In your... I mean, just just looking at I'm just looking at my decks at the moment with Mars in uh, Call of the Ark and Age of Ascension, and there's actually a very very clear difference here where the majority of the higher SAS or you know with the synergies are there. Uh, Kota is is very very clear that Kota. There's a lot more of my decks that are Kota Mars than AOA Mars. Although my absolute best deck is AOA Mars because but it's got a whole load of it's got Collector Worm and um, Mind Warper etc. Um, it's got a lot of those in. So could it be a way where they made Mars more Mars in AOA? So they made more Mars exclusive to doing the Mars only. Um, I don't know mechanics that they became less the synergies became worse with the other houses with AOA possibly I mean just 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 it was just one thing I'm thinking just looking at my decks now on decks of Keyforge um, I, th- um, I, th- I think the common creatures in general were just a lot worse and yeah that, that was the, the main problem I yeah but I think I think AOA. Um, sorry, Kota was a lot more fun to play with Mars. But this is um, interesting because when 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 Age of Ascension was released, I remember seeing a lot of people saying they liked Age of Ascension Mars a lot more than Kota Mars. Mm. So so it's interesting, and I've always felt that I disagreed with that. So it's nice. I don't know if 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 we represent if 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 people have changed their mind in general and we are representative of that or if if we just uh, are a bit uh, maybe it's because uh, collector worm and mars needs ember were uh, only in aoa yeah and those well, are very iconical mars cards yeah could be that mm. yeah but i think yeah, that will wrap up our discussion about mars anyway yeah let's hope they have a short stay in the game <laughs> no, let's hope they come back and uh, <laughs> are Mars first uh, and second and third for that matter. Fourth, yeah. <laughs> right. I do love that card. I do. Yeah. Brilliant. And today I'm very excited to say we are bringing back a very old segment. Yeah. Uh, so those of you who have been with us since the start may remember... On the very first segment, very first episode. <laughs> so, can, can we just say, for those of you who are from the start, you may remember that we did segments. Ah, <laughs> good <laughs> point. Segments were another name for, we want to talk about this today, uh, so let's pretend it's a segment. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But we're going to try and do more segments. Sorry, I'm going to stop interrupting. Hi, Rick, please <laughs> no, we're not going to try. We haven't decided that. <laughs> stop spreading lies about us. <laughs> I'm going to try and stop interrupting. Um. Uh, so uh, there was a segment in the first episode called Perplexing Sophistry, uh, which, uh, you know, I, it was about uh, talking about a rules issue and uh, a ruling and uh, how this rules issue come up and what ruling was made and then how that ruling changed the game of Keyforge. Uh, and then at that first episode, I said, yeah, I will... this." section will return in four weeks uh so that that may not have been completely accurate but you know the, the courts of the sanctum they have been they have been very busy uh four weeks four months you know it's just yeah i mean that was in june right and then of course the courts of sanctum ha- have to have their annual 
summer recess through June, July, August. That's just that's just September, that's just tradition. October, November, it's a long summer. Yeah, no, but 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 in, in in September actually they were starting to get working again. But 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 the chief justice announced that he was going on hiatus and <laughs> uh, and the work on the sh- on the court just completely shut down. And then okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt here <laughs> and fail and fail what I'm trying to do. Uh, <laughs> we for- we forgive you. Hydro for <laughs> being six months late with the second episode of Perplexus Off Street. We, we as a community at the worldwide keyboard community, we we forgive you. Yeah, and yeah, October, November, the the court was all they were all involved in the tax season, <laughs> so they didn't have time to to make any other any other rulings. But the courts are now open, and I hope you paid your retainer all this time because if you did not. No one will help you make your case in the courts of the crucible. That's just how it is. Uh, the rules lawyers of the of the of the crucible are just the same as other lawyers in in that way. Um, but anyway, the topic of today for the court is a Mars card, fittingly, uh, namely the card biomatrix backup, and this is about a ruling, one of the earliest rulings of the game. In fact, this ruling was made before the game was even officially released. Uh, mm. So Biomatrix Backup, it's a Kota Common Mars upgrade, uh, which has a text, this creature gains, destroyed, put this creature into its owner's archives. So that sounds quite simple, right? When you put this on a creature, when the creature would be destroyed, instead you archive it. Simple. Uh, but there was a problem, and the problem was the rules in the rule book about the active player. The active player is a player whose turn it is, and the rule book says uh, the active player is the only player that can p- perform actions or make decisions. A player does not make any decisions when it's not their turn. And the ability in Biometric Backup said you may archive this creature when it dies. So what this means is it had a decision. So that meant if it was killed on your opponent's turn, your opponent would be controlling that decision. So if I killed, if you had a Biometrics Backup on your urchin and I destroyed it, I could say, no, I don't want you to archive that card. So actually, this may that was supposed to give you more control of your own creature gave you less control of your effects. Um, and this was first brought up, I think that's the first I saw it anyway, on the Board Game Geek forums in August of 2018. That is two months before the game had even been released. Uh, it was the user Loopholist3 uh, who brought up this contradiction between the may in the card text and this rule about active player making all decisions. And only a couple of days later, Richard Garfield himself replied in the thread. And he said, yeah, this is an error, though we will still be played, like you say, because that's what the card says. And he said, this effect, it should have been written as mandatory because decisions are to be made only by the player whose turn it is. Uh, but in this case, since since the player who is the active player makes the decisions, they get to make the the decision. This makes the cards less interesting, but it makes real sense. So this is how they should do. Uh, and he said, uh, in the future we will be more uh, we will be more diligent at looking at these kinds of effects to make sure this kind of issue doesn't come up again. Uh, and this was then when the rules came out, when the game launched in November, the first, the second version of the rulebook that came together with, with the official launch of the game, there was a rulebook for pre-release as well. So the 1.1 version of the rulebook, it had a very short frequently asked questions uh, section with like four or five questions. And this one was one of them. And it said, no, the active player decides whether the creature is archived or not. Uh, 
and this was really unpopular. Uh, Reddit user Snark Elemental made a post on Reddit uh, where he made a poll on straw polls, and he asked, should they change this, or should they let this work this way? And I checked the poll results now, and 95% of responders voted that this should be changed. Uh, and it did actually didn't take very long. It only took until January where, when uh, uh, FFG released the 1.2 versions of the rules, version of the rules. Uh, and there they had an erratum for biometrics backup. And they said that the card should read, this creature gains destroyed, put this creature into its owner's archives. So no may. So you don't have a choice. And that, that's the active player can't say you don't get to archive the creature. Uh, so uh, why do I bring up this ruling other than the fact that it fits the theme of this episode? Um, I think this is a really... Everything in how this was handled is the gold standard of Keyforge rulings. I think it was handled perfectly. And we complain a lot about rulings. But I think this ruling, it was objectively correct according to what the card said. So it was a correct ruling. Then they realized this was an issue. It made the card less fun. This was not what people expected. And they really quickly reacted and made an erratum to make it work like people thought it would. So so I really like this ruling. I really like how they made an erratum quickly to when they realized they had made a mistake. And I would wish to see more of this kind of of, of way of resolving rules issues. Unfortunately, it also reminds us that once upon a time, this is how FFG did things. And please, FFG, bring someone back to work more on these kind of questions. There are rules mm. questions out there that have gone unanswered for such a long time. And you want to keep us excited about the game, then get them resolved. Yeah, and uh, actually, there was a there was a job posting for a rules expert at FFG. Yes, mm -hmm. I saw that. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully that will happen. Actually, no, not probably not just for Keyforge, mm. but for other games as well. But uh, I do I do wonder if we're going to be hopefully getting a little bit of Keyforge news in the coming weeks now that this sale has gone through of Asmodi. Um, because Fantasy Flight in general have not been as active on social media apart from just advertising their games that are coming out. That's they they've been well it was unfathomable um on the latest Marvel Champions Marvel, yeah. Or, yeah. Um and the, mm -hmm. the, the the re the re release of uh, Arkham Horror Card Game. Um and that base set. They haven't done a huge amount of else of their games that are quite active. I'm talking like Twilight Imperium, um, they uh, and, and some of their other Star Wars games. They've only been focusing on, okay, we're just going to advertise what we've got and do what we can on social media there. Now they've got new owners. They're probably in a position where, okay, they can start up that, that communication again. And it makes a whole lot of sense when it comes to, you know, projects and communication and what you can and can't say in the corporate world. there's negotiations going on. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so even though where, you know, players, you know, are getting upset and angry and, you know, trying to sell all their decks and everything because they're not getting anything and, you know, thinking that that's going on. You know, there is a business, there is a corporate world out there that, you know, that is funding the development of this game that we have to be aware of um so i can see something happening um in the next some more news um in the next few few weeks mm. and uh, and going forward uh, this ruling i think it has had an effect on on future cards that they released in future sets oh yeah uh, because yeah. it has changed they have been a lot more careful about making sure you cannot have card effects where you make decisions on your opponent's turn so a lot of mm -hmm. For example, Jargogol, if it's it says if it's destroyed on your turn, you play the card. If it's destroyed on your opponent's card turn, you archive yeah. it. And the reason for this is they don't want a card to be played on the mm. opponent's turn because then the opponent gets to make any decisions for the card. Uh, yeah. Also similar with cards like Ambolution, it puts creatures into play. It doesn't play them. That's so. Yeah. So that's so you can't make decisions about playabilities. 
that the other player has on their cards. Uh, I wouldn't expect any less. Yeah, from a professional gaming company to learn from these as the game goes on. Well, that hasn't stopped them from not learning about other things. But there is actually one case (laughs) where this ruling is still relevant, and it's the card Keyfrog. Because Keyfrog, when it's destroyed, it says Forge Key. That's Mm, not the choice. At current cost, yeah. But But there are cards where you allow to take Ember from different places when you forge a key. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so if you have, if you have, let's say you have a five amber in your pool, and you have uh, Senator Brackus and three amber on your creatures, you have to forge a key. You can't say I only have five, five amber in my pool. You have more than six in total, so you have to forge a key. But you can choose whether to take three amber from your creatures and three from your pool, or five mm. from your pool and one from your creature. So if I kill your key frog. Obviously, I would rather take those amber from your pool than mm, yeah to keep the keep the amber in the game yeah on the game board yeah yeah so uh, so so and there is also even more extreme is the card uh, f- key forgery it says when you forge a key when you would for- when your opponent would forge a key they have to uh, name a house and then you reveal a random card from your from your hand and if it's not Oh yeah. Of yeah. of uh, the of the house they mentioned, they don't get to make the key. Uh, <laughs> so if your opponent has a key frog, I can kill your key frog, and I can make sure to say a, ha- a, yep. a house that doesn't even exist in my deck. So you're guaranteed to fail. Uh, <laughs> but that's something I can do because I make all the decisions on my turn. Uh, but I think. Unlike very rare that you're in that situation. Yeah, but it yeah, can happen. Yeah. But uh, unlike biometric backup, I don't think this is a problem. I think this is a fun interaction. Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. it, it promotes killing that keyfrog in that specific situation. Yeah. But I must say that I hope that we get a lot more of these segments in the future. Do you know why? No. Because it would suggest that they have started printing new Keyforge cards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but there there are a lot of topics for 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 card holders released. Oh, I know, but uh... <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that concludes uh, that concludes the deliberations of the court for today. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises for when when the court will open again. Uh, uh, I couldn't see no, where that was. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, that was it for this episode. Uh, I just want to say the the Nordic Keyforge League is hoping to open an extra division. We have three open spaces. If we get three more people, uh, mm. five people on the waiting list, they get to join for the next season. So if you are interested, yeah, get in touch this week. If- so very yeah. soon, uh, as soon as we can. Um, don't yeah. wait. Trust me. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be trying to get this out on uh, Wednesday this week. So if you're listening to this on uh, for the first person listening to us on Thursday, I failed. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've yeah, learned to make as, promises as about when something um, will happen. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're on promises- the fence where you will listen to it and already know if we broke the promise or not. Those promises are always extra tricky. <laughs> I know, I know. But so much pressure on myself. Um, yeah, you, you, you'll make five people very happy um, if you come in and get involved in there. Um, yeah. Actually, in, in other tournament news as well, if I can do a quick plug for Swindle Team Events, Season 2 has just been announced as well. So that's going to be exciting. It's going to be Triple Triad. Which is, um, you know, is a team game of of, of three, um, and the captain has no sas cap. Player two has a seventy five, seventy three sas cap, and player three has a sixty three sas cap. So it's not like really that, a so. triple triad; it's just triad with different sas caps for different players in the team. Yes, um, but then obviously each player brings a triad of decks. Yes. Um, uh, so um, it's, triple it's, triad sounds as if you had nine decks and you have like three different separate. As uh, as the as as a team you do. So yes, it is triple triad as a team. 
um, as well. So uh, we, we, we've just um, established the name of Triple Triad and it's now been accepted by Zaramis and said this is a really good way forward. Uh, Karen Brown will be happy about that, seeing as it was her. Uh... I do not accept any new words, no neologisms <laughs> or inventions on this podcast. Yeah, I, I would say I like the I like the name Triple Triad because it reminds me of my youth because that was the name of the card game in Final Fantasy VIII. So, and that's what we will be playing. This uh, Swindle Team events will be played in Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII and yep. no other card game. <laughs> It's a really anyway. card game, actually. For uh, playing against AI, it probably doesn't work. Right, let's really wrap this up. It's yes. more than an hour. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for everyone exactly. for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Enjoy Bye. your next portion. <laughs> Bye.